football on off the ball with sky all the football you love in one place across sky sports bt sport and premier sports now then you're very welcome back so happy to say vinnie perth is with us on the line evening vinnie evening joe how are you doing yeah great i understand you're on the way to the rovers game yeah, sitting in the car park and um, yeah, live football. I, I can say from being out in Bray and Waterford yesterday, the winter is well and truly on its way, and it's no different tonight. But I suppose when you're addicted to football, um, you'll grin and bear it. So it's a cold night tonight, but it's great to see crowds walking towards the stadium. Live football is brilliant, and we have a little bit of a product here in Ireland that's worth pointing out when you can. So I've heard you over the last two years be very positive about Irish performances, quite negative about other Irish performances and, and plenty of times somewhere in between. What would you say of Saturday? Yeah, I, um, I think it's funny because um, I've listened to, you and it, to to the news round and I think it's so split in the middle, isn't it, in terms of uh, not split in the middle. You either have to be on one side or the other side. I think there's a balance and there's a, there's a common ground to be found. And um, like particularly the summer, um, I, I play golf most, at least once a week with Richard Dunn, and I'd be still really close friends with, with Stephen Kenny. Sometimes I feel like Brutus, Brutus, Gally, trying to have peace talks in the middle of it all, but I think it's it's fair to say that there is common ground. I think there's, there's negatives and positives to where we are at the moment, and I think the huge amount of heavy lifting has been done in the sense of uh, the caps that some of these young players have had. Um, I was on the show last last Wednesday uh, more or less predicted the team I tried to and I mean that in the sense of because you get the sense that Stephen is trying to change things and I think the back three really sums that up and you would have to say that back three that played through the day is outstanding and it's really something that can be built on it's something that gives Irish fans has to give us a huge sense of hope but we still ultimately lost the game and that's where the balance is and We've had, um, you know, ex-players and pundits alike being critical of losing games, and you've had people being very positive of of the uh, of the performances. And I'm not sure there's a right or wrong answer. My only fear is that, uh, for Stephen's point of view, he hasn't or he doesn't do a huge amount of work for the Irish setup, and then someone else comes along and gets the benefits, and and that would be the concern at the moment. Well, we were just saying, you know, come 2024, if potentially Ireland don't make the Euros and potentially FAI and Stephen agree, well, that's that's that. Whoever next man in is will say, well, I've just inherited this team of a bunch of guys 25 years old or younger and they all have about 30 or 40 caps. This is brilliant. What a profile. So, as you said, there is a lot of heavy lifting being done right now. But of course, there is also an importance and a premium on getting results. The interesting question is, so at the moment we're seeing lots of positives in the performance and the style of play, and I think, again, that's applicable to Saturday, but what's also applicable to Saturday is this team maybe isn't quite getting over the line or isn't getting its just desserts. And we're wondering if, come next year, they'll really benefit from these experiences and we'll see them finally come through these sticky matches and and win the points, or if actually it'll be a continuation and we'll be saying, well, this is just a trend with this team. Yeah, I think I think there's a fine balance and all. Like um, ultimately, football at all levels, but particularly the higher level, will find you know there's fine margins and big moments. And there's no doubt the Troy Parrot was a huge moment, a huge, huge, huge moment. I don't think people say the penalty was a huge moment, but that's an error, and it, it was a penalty, and rightly so. But I think the Troy Parrot um, chance um, would Steve Clark have got criticised for being too open? 
by the Scottish media if we if we'd have went and scored and went two one up and hung on. So I mean, but that's the game and that's the gig and um, it is the biggest job probably in Irish sport is, is the international soccer team manager. So I think we've got to find a balance with that. Um, you know, Stephen and his staff have to look at how the game went against them the other day. So you have to learn from it. Um, and where you know, would you, what would you pick out there, for instance? Because things like his substitutions are picked apart invariably and tactics are picked apart. So what do you suspect the management yeah, well, team will, will, well, well, will come up with when they analyse themselves? Yeah, well, well they'll analyse the game and they'll completely and utterly know where it went wrong and the, the slight changes Scotland made and did they react quick enough or not. And it's not just the manager. That's sometimes the role of, of coaching staff to spot little things, little changes, and as a collective, then they make the decision in terms of of how to change it. I would say, um, you know, there's no doubt Scottish fullbacks got got more and more joy as the game developed, and um, whether whether we were closing them down by you know our, our midfielders or we were brave enough to send a Matt Doherty up and engage higher up the pitch or James McLean, um, there, there's different ways of dealing with that. The one thing I will say is, and, and I'd like to think I'm not a pro Stephen for Stephen Kenny for the sake, but I think I'd like to think of being balanced to a point. Is I would say his in-game management or a half-time anyone that's played under him, worked with him, um, has always been like his knowledge of what's happened in in, in the game has been exceptional. Mm. You speak to him half-time or just after a game, and then you know you you review that game. I think most players that play them will say that has been exceptional. So I don't question that. I just think, you know, big moments went against us the other day. And, mm. and that's, a, that's a flipping comment as well. And it's too easy to say that. But players have to take some responsibility. I think I think Matt Doherty's defending, we all know, was poor for the goal. But he drifted back. And the problem when you play with a back three is sometimes it ends up as a back five. And when you end up with a back five, it means the opposition. Uh, both fullbacks have have the freedom of the pitch, and we've seen that a little bit. So, yeah, the in-game management probably has to improve, uh, but they'll know that themselves. Um, they they do all the video analysis, and they know where they went wrong. But I think um, we we you know this is this is big boy football, and you're you're judged on on those harsh calls. And um, yeah, it's been it was a really disappointing end to what was. By and large, a good performance, mm. I would say. So they've got to improve on it and they've got to learn from it. In Ogbene and in Hogan, he does have options who are scoring and playing games at club level. He went for Obafemi and Parrot and reunited the two from June in Dublin against Scotland. And I think it, we saw a semblance of a partnership developing there. What did you make of their performance together and do they justify selection again and, and to start again tomorrow? Yeah, that was the only selection I got wrong. I thought he'd have went with Chidozi Benya because of his form. And I think Irish teams have to be not picked always on form, but it has to has to play a part in it. So um, I, you can see it. You, I, I think I don't think it was Troy's best performance. I, I think he, he's played better. Um, and, and forget the chance. I just mean his general play, but his work rate is why he's in the team. When we're away from home, that three five, sort of two one or whatever way you want to call that sort of system. We've seen it with Jamie McGrath's performance against Portugal, Troy Paris' performances away from home, say, against Ukraine or Jason Knight. We need that running power. Um, we can't have two, two out-and-out centre-forwards away from home against the better seeded nations. But you can certainly sense there's a, there's a partnership building there between the, the two of them. Whether he sticks with them tomorrow night or not will be interesting. Um, but 
it's very hard to hold back someone like Chidozi who's been in outstanding form. But we've got to find a balance with these guys. And um, when you look at someone like John Ulrich, it took him 20-odd games to score for Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. It is difficult to come by goals. And we are missing a Robbie Keane or a Garrett Bale that the likes of Wales had or we had back in the day. And you don't see that happening anytime soon. But um, it's really a difficult one to answer in terms of, I really like the partnership. Uh, that, that started the other night mm. but it doesn't look like there's loads of goals in them and that ultimately if Ireland aren't winning games over the next 12 months Stephen's going to be under pressure to hold on to his job and so Vinny, he's got to get yeah. some form in that I presume you've seen plenty of Troy Parrott across his teenage years and I, I emphasise he's still only 20 but prolific was a word that was used around him as he was coming through would he, like, would he have been renowned for taking chances like that? Yeah, he would be, and and I think like I think if you look at the chance back, he just never got the ball out of his feet. And once you don't do that, then you're under a little bit of pressure. It, I wouldn't say it came off his heel, but it's it's slightly back in his stance as he, he's hitting it. But but you've got to remember when Troy Power was scoring lots of goals, say underage, he's the best player on the pitch by a mile. When he when he's when he's scoring goals for even Spurs coming through, he, he's probably cut above the most people he's playing against. But then, when you go up the levels, it obviously gets harder. And I would say I've seen him live for Preston this year, been really impressed with him. But but he's he's um, and, and I I really don't want to drive your listeners mad. But there's a new there's a new one in football now where it's a nine and a half um, position where you're not necessarily a ten, and you're not number nine. And and people are starting to think maybe Troy is this sort of nine and a half. Um, a throwback to maybe someone like I wouldn't compare him to Terry Sheringham, but I'm saying in terms of the position he plays, yeah. I think for Ireland we need that that link up because we're not good enough probably yet in midfield. Although we view its potential, we need one of our strikers to give us a hand in that midfield area. So um, look, Troy, Troy will be beating himself up over that, but um, again, for someone so young, we've a lot of um, weight on the shoulders from an Irish point of view. I call them devils, these kidney devils, right? There's any team, truthfully, I mean, hand in heart, any team who can plot and implement and take down clear at the moment, I, I do think it's kidney. Join myself, Will O'Callaghan, along with James Skehill and Paul Murphy for the best insight this hurling season. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. There's no doubt the Irish midfield three worked incredibly hard and for the whole game that they were on the pitch, you had Malumbi and Knight sprinting out to fullbacks, and invariably they tired of touch as the game went on. But in the second half, as things became either at times a touch frenetic or Scotland really started to have periods of dominance, there was never a spell where the Irish midfield were able to take the ball down and take the sting out of things for even just two minutes or a minute or just, just enough to, to, to quell things a touch. We were quite back to front a lot. And I'm wondering if you think that's an experience issue or is that a quality issue or your read on the Irish midfield three in that in that sense? Um, I'd say it's, it's definitely a mixture of both and not to dodge the question, but um, the experience definitely will, will come with, with this group in time. I think Josh Cullen has improved all of the time. I don't think, I think we overhyped him maybe 12 months ago and I think now he's getting closer to that. Um, Jason Malumbi, again, gives us real running power. But look, I mean, the, the other solution is, say, um, whether it's Jeff Hendrick or, or um, Alan Brown in there, 
and they that's not worked. So we have to make these changes. And um, while the manager doesn't get a pass on these changes, like we have to involve from Jeff Hendrick into Jason Malumbi. Doesn't mean Jeff Hendrick's finished with us, but we have to involve and. Um, there's going to be bad days on the way with that but um, it was away from home against a team who were I would say probably 12 to 18 months further down the line than we are mm. uh, have a little bit more quality and and we got punished and um, you know you, you, it is, it, the easiest thing to say is we could have made some changes and put some experience in there but I, I go back to I go back to people like uh, Matt Doherty um being more on, uh, again, using the real football word, more on the front foot, uh, James McLean, they became a back five. And that meant our midfield was under pressure as in couldn't keep getting out to the fullbacks. And if we'd have been braver as a group um, and got further up the pitch, I think um, that sort of would have balanced things out. In I terms presume of that. that was manager's orders, though. I presume McLean and Doherty were told to sit tight. No, I, I, I wouldn't say so. No, I think... Um, there was a lot of pressure from Scotland. Um, I actually don't... I think Ireland had huge plaudits. I just think they were good. I don't think they were as good as maybe others felt. And mm. I think um, as players, away from home... I keep. I don't know the psychology of it, why, but away from home, it's just easier just to be that couple of yards back and mm. to give yourself a little bit of cover. And the Scottish crowd were up. Their players were up. And we took a back step. Um, I think that's summed up by the goal. I mean, the, the first goal is... is you know, their fullback is taking us on ten yards from the end line. It's, it's you've got to say it's lazy defending by Matt Doherty. Um, you would, I think, we've got to make the changes. But a fullback has got to go and press that, not let him get the cross in or engage him higher up the pitch. Particularly when, got to remember, we've got three centre half behind our wing backs. So I don't think that's a manager's decision. I think that's a subconscious decision by players just to drift back and, and not be brave at that moment. And I think that's ultimately what's, what's cost us um, because it was fine margins the other night. And I think when you play with a back three and two mm. wing-backs, you know, most most of the top teams you watch in Premiership or wherever, the wing-backs are normally Pushed up, yeah. the best it's, players. It's funny to get different opinions and things because, uh, for instance, Gary Breen reckoned that Doherty and McLean staying back in that five and Malumbi and Knight running out to engage with the Scottish fullbacks that that was very much the plan and that it worked a treat and that would have been the orders from management and it's funny you're you're not so sure so again we're all kind of trying to yeah. interpret the performance in, in our own different ways so maybe Stephen Kenny clarifies that at some stage regardless Yeah but, you, well, yeah, but you've on. got to remember on that one job just real quickly first, yeah, yeah. And, and if you paint the picture in your head if you switch the ball from the right to the left as in Scotland switch the ball from the right to the left you're not going to get uh, Jason Knight coming out midfield as in and, and going closing the ball on, on as in the right back that has to come from your starting position of your fullback every yeah. so often. So, to be honest, I think we're probably both right in the sense of that there's no set, particularly when you're playing against, if you were playing with a, a 3 5 2, we'll call it, when you're playing against a 4 3 3 shape, or with a, there's no set who goes and closes people down. Mm. There's different variants of it, and um, um, at different stages, different people have different roles. So, there wouldn't be just a hard and fast sure. rule that. Um, Jason I has to do that and Malumbi has to do that it's it, every every and players would be 
to be fair, players are well coached at the moment and they know the difference between different systems. And, and there is a bit of bravery away from home needed and, and we probably fell short in my view. Tomorrow is a very different game. Yeah, it's and and this is this is where I've probably been critical of Ireland, and this is where um, I would say to you, we we know uh, um, Armenia are going to come in tomorrow, and and most likely the easiest thing in football is to set up defensively. That's the easiest thing. Stop try and stop goals. That's and that's what they'll do tomorrow. They've got a bit of a, a hiding um, last week, and their coach is probably under a little bit of pressure, so they'll make themselves hard to beat. Now. Uh, the problem I would feel Ireland will have is we've, we're going to probably start with two wing-backs again. And uh, you've got a whole team to set that way down the sides of them. And that's that's where, if it's, say, McLean and, and Doherty, I think he might make a change there. But if it's the two of them, are they good enough to go and really hurt teams wide, 1v1s, and we don't get overloads in those wide areas? That's the concern I have for Ireland against. Uh, those lesser nations and the results have backed that up. We've struggled against um, the lesser nations. So I would have concerns tomorrow, although I think we'll, we'll probably win. I believe there's a great mood in the camp and seems to be a great togetherness about them. So I'd like to think they'll win tomorrow, but it's a big test for them, um, believe it or not, in the sense of it's another team who are going to pack the defence and be really solid. And I, I, I just don't like this system against teams like that. And I think that's an area where we've got to improve. Okay, well, I'm sure we'll uh, hear from you in the coming days on OTBAM or in the evening show. Vinny, thanks for the time being. Enjoy the game this evening. Will do. Big game in, in the League of Ireland tonight, so no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Cheers. Vinny Perth with us there in the line as he uh, hops out of his car to watch the Rovers game, which kicks off at 8 o'clock at home to UCD. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports.